Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome back to Believe in FSU Football. This is your host, Robbie Vagnardi. Today's episode is going to be a NC State recap and a Miami preview. It's Miami hate week. I don't like Miami. I know I talked about like a couple weeks ago, I don't like Clemson. Miami's like 10 times more. I hate Miami. I hate their fans. They're like the Raiders fans of college football. I hate their program. Yeah, I don't like Miami. I hope we beat the living crap out of them. But they've been playing well, which kind of sucks for us because we've lost a couple in a row. Certain, uh, you know, we were had a three-game win streak playing better, but Miami's coming in here hot. They've won three in a row. But before we get to that, uh, NC State game, 28-14 to loss. Obviously missing guys with the flu. Um, Travis was hurt, or not hurt, but he was sick. Had some offensive linemen out as well, and it, it really, really showed throughout the game. So that hurt. Um, Milton was 22-44. It's a nice story. It just doesn't have it. He's not, can't really play quarterback at this level anymore, it looks like, which is, that sucks, but just doesn't have it anymore. And you hate that. And there was like, you saw some plays here and there where we saw McKenzie Milton of old, but just not enough consistency. And we struggled to run the ball consistently. So that really didn't help him. Um, offensive line is still struggling. We got to have all of our starters there, you know. But it is what it is. Only we can only do so much. But also, Jerry and Jones. Oh my God. I think we got to get him off the field, man. Like, he, he got burned for a couple touchdowns. That was pretty bad. Morion Cooper's played well, so I think that's got to be your other starting corner at this point. You know, roll Brownlee, Knowles, and, and Cooper. I think that just seems to be the best uh, best combo. And I hate to call guys out individually. He's just he struggled this year, and maybe he needs to like move to safety or something. Doesn't mean he can't be a good player. He's just he struggled in man coverage um, out there on an island. So, that is what it is. But, NC State game, just, Kier Thomas played really well. Um, Two sacks, the NC State tackle hadn't given up, left tackle hadn't given up a sack all year. Kier Thomas got him, and then got him early, and then he had the other one where he perfectly timed it. The guard gathered him around the waist for the holding call, and he still got the sack. Really good game by Kier Thomas. You got ACC Defensive Lineman of the Week. Uh, Jermaine Johnson's won it three times, now Keir Thomas. So we've played really well on the defensive line for, you know, most of the year. Um, moving into the Miami game, we're going to need those guys to really step up. Love it, Thomas and Johnson are all studs, but we're gonna they're going to have to play like it for us to have a chance in this game. Um, Tyler Van Dyke's been really, really good for Miami lately. He continues to... You know, sling it around. 
Uh, Charleston Rambo's their best receiver, transfer from Oklahoma. He's been a stud. It's a guy I think we were like in on a little bit on the portal, but that would have been a, a, a huge get for us. Uh, I think this is a winnable game for us. You know, Miami's been playing better, but they have to come into Doak and beat us. This is our last home game of the year. Uh, it'll be at 3.30 on ESPN. It's a winnable game for us. You know, if Jordan Travis is back, if our offensive line is relatively healthy, we can definitely make some stuff happen. I, I certainly believe in the Knowles' ability to win this game. But, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's a rivalry game. It's it's a good, relatively good team that's playing well in Miami coming in. So we're going to have to fight if we want to get this one. But, you know, it's it's definitely doable. Like I talked about already, Miami's coming in playing well. They're hot. It's going to be a tough game for us. They've got three wins in a row right now, including two overranked teams in Pitt and NC State. So those are also both home wins. Not that Miami like draws a big crowd or anything. I don't know how much that really factors in. But Doak will be loud. They're going to have to come into Doak and beat us if they want to win this game. So that definitely counts for something. Um, FSU... We kind of just have to do the same things that we do well to win the game. Stop the run, rush the passer, play discipline, don't turn over the football, run the football. That's our recipe to success. It sounds more simple than it is, but, you know, like most things in sports, easier said than done. Um, we're still averaging over five yards to carry, and getting Jordan Travis back would help immensely. Uh, speaking of that quarterback room, obviously the Chubba Party transfer news definitely hurt. You got to feel like had he played against NC State, we would have at least been in that game a little more. So that was certainly some uh, precocious timing, to say the least. It was, it was definitely a, a head-scratcher from the outside looking in. But it is what it is. Um, you know, Chubba's a good kid. I wish him the, the best of luck elsewhere. You would have just liked to see him have success at FSU. But regardless, not anything we can do about it. So best of luck to him. But it's still go Knowles, you know. We want the we like the guys that want to be here. Um like I said, Jordan Travis coming back is going to be huge. Just his ability to to create and to freestyle on offense, especially when our offensive line struggles, is so, so paramount to the success of this offense. You know, we saw it when we got our first win against Syracuse. He just, like, the game continued to run the ball, continued to run the ball, and, and that's really how we were able to move down the field and win that game. And between him, Corbin, and Ward, didn't see a lot of Trace on Ward last week. Don't know if he was maybe a little under the weather. He had the opening kickoff, didn't see a ton of him after that. Corbin, a workhorse as always. Um, Lawrence Tofili started to integrate himself into the mix a little bit. So maybe get a real three-headed monster back there and then mix in Travis. And we can really uh, start to do some things, get creative on offense. Speaking of our creativity on offense... We are actually first in the ACC in sixth nationally, sixth nationally in red zone TD percentage. We're 22 for 29 in the year. So 29 red zone trips, 22 touchdowns. Pretty good numbers. 
not just that we're scoring when you get in the red zone, but we're scoring touchdowns when you get in the red zone. And then in the flip side, we are second in the ACC and eighth nationally in touchdown red zone percentage. About two-thirds of the time, the teams are getting down there, they're scoring. But that's a recipe to start winning football games if we continue to replicate that in the future. We're scoring touchdowns when we get in the red zone, and we're not giving touchdowns when we get other teams in the red zone. That's big. You hold people to three points and you score six, you know, the that three-point margin is going to show up and rear its head throughout the game. Um, need to limit big plays, though. NC State cash does with those. Need to do a better job limiting big explosive plays because that's really what's been our Achilles heel. Achilles heel. You don't see teams like consistently just long, methodical drives, move the ball down on us, and then go score. It's a lot of big plays. It's a lot of chunk yardage. So... Um, and then like the Clemson drive at the end of that game, it was all penalties. Speaking of penalties, you know, on that drive alone, we had two, two penalties for 30 yards, personal fouls last week in NC state, only two penalties for 12 yards all game. You love to see it. This team has gotten so much more disciplined throughout the year, you know, and that's part of the, the culture that coach Norvell is establishing. And you really see that, uh, that discipline that comes together on the field and, and guys, buying in more, starting to do their jobs, playing football the quote-unquote right way. Two penalties for 12 yards. That's huge. Absolutely love to see it. You know, that's kind of an uncanny performance from a penalization um, perspective. Only two for 12 yards is, is a really minuscule number. But you like to see that we can have games like that, that we can be really close to mistake and, and penalty-free, at least in, in that aspect. So that's a huge boost to be able to have in your back pocket. Uh, this team's been relatively disciplined as the year's gone on, and hopefully we can keep that up in a rivalry game. Obviously, tensions and emotions run high. A lot of these guys played high school football together. FSU Miami recruited a lot of the guys that are on both rosters. So games like this are always prone to a little bit more uh, penalization and extracurricular activity after plays. But... I, I think that um, just because of the person that Coach Norvell is and the way that his staff is and how we how he's run this program, that things probably won't get too out of hand. But, you know, as a fan, don't ever mind a little bit of fireworks, a little bit of jawing, a little bit of chippiness, especially in a rivalry game like this. It definitely keeps things fun and interesting. So that'll be uh, what it is. But... Miami, 5-4 and four coming in, over 500. Really don't want them to get the ball eligibility at Doak. That would suck. Um, obviously, we're 3-6, and six and we got to win out just to make a bowl game. So 6-6 six and six starts here. 6-6 six and six starts against Miami, and we can definitely get there. It's 7-6, and six. actually. I lied because we're going to go win a bowl game, too. 7-6 and six starts against Miami. Um. Just we got to come out with energy. Being healthy is going to be a big thing for us. You know, we need to have our quarterback. Um, not really any way around that. Our team is better when Jordan Travis is on the field. Point blank fact: our team is better when thirteen plays. So we got to have him back. Got to have him healthy. 
I'm I'm hoping he's probably over the flu by now. I know I'm pretty much over it. Just a little bit of a cough left, but um, I know it it knocked me out for like all the last week. So I'm sure he was really couldn't go. You know, was probably just tired and fatigued, and and probably was struggling to get out of bed, let alone go play a football game. You know, not everybody is is. Michael Jordan and can get horrible food poisoning and then go out and play in the NBA finals. Just not everybody's is, is capable of those types of things. So hopefully Jordan's healthy and he'll be back because that's going to be a game changer for us. And we can get creative with how we use and how we scheme our running backs. Um, hopefully our offensive line will be healthy. I expect the defensive line to play well. They've played well all year. And, you know, this is a big game, so I expect them to show up. Keir Thomas, Jermaine Johnson, Fabian Lovett. Um, it's possible Emmett Rice could be back. I know that he tweeted the date of the Miami game at one point, so that would be a really interesting addition for us if we could get him back. Um, talked about the defensive backfield already. I think our safeties have been good this year. Um, Jamie Robinson's been great. Love to watch him play. Um, Kevin Knowles has really emerged in the slot. Jarvis Brownlee's been pretty much what we expected. I think he had a couple bumps in the road early in the season, but he's been pretty good all year. Got to do something about seven on the other side, though. I think uh, I think Amorian Cooper has earned his spot, at least to get the start and play a little bit more football. But just can't have guys getting burned consistently for big plays the way seven does. And like I said, you hate to see it. And I think he's still, you know, a very talented and capable athlete, just maybe not using him in the right scheme or the right way. Like he can still be a good productive player at FSU. And I know he really loves being here. Um, So hopefully we can find ways to keep him on the field and, allow him to have more success. I just, I don't think we're putting, maybe we're just not putting him in the best position to have success right now, but you know, you hope to see guys do well. That's, that's really what it is at the end of the day. I want to see guys come in FSU and do well. So, but Miami, we hate Miami. We don't like Miami. It's Miami hate week. Don't like green. Don't like orange. Don't like the U throw the U down. You down all week. No use. No use in Doke. No Miami fans. They're just bleh, bleh. nasty Miami people. Don't want it. Don't want to deal with it. Uh, I hate Miami, man. Just like I, there's no other way to put it. I don't. I can't think of like a better way to verbalize it than I hate Miami. It is Miami hate week. We need to show up to dope. We need to be loud and rowdy and just get after Miami. You know, they, if they're going to come in here and beat us, that that definitely should be not easy to do. Like, at the very least, we, we need to, you know, give them headaches and, and really make them uncomfortable all day long. So, to the Miami hate week. As always, screw Miami. Peace out. Go Knowles.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.